You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. It's my prayer tonight that as we move now into the fall months of September, October, November, December, that to be the very best. We have put a lot of effort all summer into this campaign. We put a lot of effort into the fall. Missions Conference is going to be incredible. The schools, I know personally, I've literally, and I've not put more hours than anybody else probably, but I've put hours in extra and dictating and writing and preparing. And the classes that I teach and the materials that I teach are all typed and in notebooks and ready to go. I'm very excited about it. I want this to be the greatest year of the life of a freshman in Bible college, sophomore, junior, senior, a master's student. I want it to be the best, a K-4. I'm looking forward to going to elementary chapel and being with those kids every Wednesday and singing with them. Uh, I'm already ready for the entire month of September. I know what I'm going. I know what I'm teaching. I know the songs we're singing every, every Wednesday in elementary chapel, high school chapel, college chapel. I know the stories I'm going to tell the elementary kids on a hymn of the, of the week. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited about our Sunday school class. And my, we got off to a good start today on September the 2nd. Just an incredible start to our class. And what we want to enroll new students in our, our young couples class, Ms. Treatment and myself, as we work together in the class. I'm looking forward to working with all the staff and all the various ministries and the projects, and working with the city and some of the various things we're trying to get accomplished in this area right here. Uh, it's going to be such a grand year. But I promise you this, some will blow it. Some will be asked to leave our college. Some might quit on church and quit on God and quit on North Valley Baptist Church or North Valley Baptist Schools because that's the big problem, you know. Some might quit on their marriage. Some might quit on serving God. I'm tired of being a deacon. Tired of being deacon's wife. I'm tired of being a staff member. I'm tired about being a Sunday school teacher. I'm tired of working the bus. I'm tired. We say saying about that, page 433. Life is, is tiring at times, but one day soon we're going to rest for all eternity, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 8. I tell you why some folks will lose the joy of these months. It's very easy. I'm so very excited about presenting this truth to us tonight because it's for me and it's for you. You know what the problem is? People don't want to obey. My message tonight is just obey. Just obey. Talk to me tonight. The message tonight is what? Just obey. But let's say it like independent, fundamental, separated, temperamental Baptist. Are you ready? Just obey. Just obey. Kindergartner, just obey. You have a school teacher, obey the teacher. 12th grade, obey the teacher. College student, obey the teacher, the faculty, the, the professors. Obey the rules. We have a rule here. I think if 
public educational institutions knew about this rule, they would die. They would just say, I can't believe it. But our rule is, at 11 o'clock at night, your phone goes off. In college, you're not under the bed sheets texting to boys. You're, the phone is off. That's the rule here. So I don't like that rule. Well, that's the rule. You're not going to like it very long then. That's the rule. This summer, I had the joy, and I'm not much for taking out rules. I took so many rules out of the rule book. I'm not big on rules. God gave us 10. He said you can govern an entire nation with 10 rules, the 10 commandments. I'm not big on rules. I have, Brother Kevin Manley, you did this years ago, 1,200 pages. It's about this high of the rule book for Stanford University right up the road. 1,200 pages. Ours is about this big. Very few, few rules. I've only made one more rule this summer for the fall. One. I've not announced it yet, but it's all over. It's all over the nation. It is an amazing thing. Students call, and then they can't get what they want, so parents call. Then they can't want, then parents and pastors call. Then they can't want, and now it's a little refrigerator rule. Now I'm getting 12 or more doctor's prescriptions. You have to have a refrigerator in the room. I can't believe it. What doctor would write a prescription for a refrigerator? And I know I'm online, and I know my email's gonna get going now on this one. Just obey! Not that hard! Bertram, Brother Bertram, do you have a refrigerator in your room when you're in college? He's out. He's, he's, who knows what he's doing? <laughs> Trading drugs now or something. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, folks, it's, this is not that hard. Just obey. Life is not that difficult. Just obey. Just obey. Our, our principal has a rule that you have to come to school on time. That means your kid, your child is at their desk at 7.59. Eight o'clock, the bell rings. They're in their area. They're at their chair. The bell rings. They're late. It's going to cost you. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, they get to school on time. You might like it because apparently they're proposing a law in Sacramento. They always have one every week. They've got a whole bunch of them. Thank God they didn't vote that one through last week I told you about. God intervened on that one. That was God's people. Now, the author of the bill said that, that. I just got so much flack from the religious crowd. Thank God. See what you did? Hey, but I want to tell you something. They're proposing a law that schools in California can't begin until 8.30 in the morning. That's okay. Man, that's another extra half hour of sleep, right, kids? But until that time, it's 8 o'clock. Just obey! How hard is it to obey? How difficult is to obey? We have a little rule. It's crazy. It's in that rule book somewhere, in our little thin little rule book. Don't take the screens off the windows. There's six floors of uh, dormitories. Don't take the screens. I don't know why you have to have, we don't do it at home. I mean, don't take this, but every year we have to buy new screens and then we build the students say, I don't want to pay for my screen. You broke it. 
just obey. We put all new carpet through all six floors of the dormitory. Beautiful carpet, beautiful carpet. But you know what the old carpet looked like? It, not in the men's dorm, because men are pigs. But the ladies' dorm, you'll see this little triangle thing called an iron mark. First of all, who irons on the floor? Dirty, 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 dirty. Don't iron on the floor. Guys, when you propose to a girl to marry you, the first question you say before I ask you this question, do you iron on the floor? <laughs> Don't marry a girl that irons on the floor. Just obey. All floors have ironing boards. You want another one? Get one behind your door, put it there. But don't iron on the floor. Say, so what's the consequence? You're going to have a fee. Just obey. Life is about obedience. Obedience is simply this. I like it. I have Vines Expository Dictionary in the Greek and and he also Hebrew there, I, I love that. But I like what Webster says. To obey means to follow restrictions. It means follow restrictions. It, it means to follow the wishes of another. It means follow the instructions of another. These precious little kids, I tell you what, I, I long for Sunday night to shake their hand. You know what I'm seeing with your kids? I'm seeing that you're training them and they're learning to obey. Oh, we'd have some of them. I know that it, it, it'll come. Don't have the big one. And some, they're supposed to walk across. And they get so excited, they see that candy or whatever it is, gummy, that gummy worms? What, gummy something? I don't know. Whatever she has every week. And some, I know, it's okay. Don't, don't have World War III. They'll, they'll learn. But your children have been so great. In elementary chapel and high school chapel, it's so wonderful. But the goal is that mothers and dads, we work together to teach them that they must obey. Patch the pirate, we sing it in chapel. Obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. Doing exactly what the Lord commands. Doing it happily. Action is the key. Do it immediately. Enjoy your receive. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. And tonight I want to come to you on this just obey. It's the key to our life. It's the key to your job. It's the key to your business. It's the key to your marriage. It's the key to your parenting skills. It is the, the key of our finances. Just learn to obey. We're going to use our Bibles for a few moments. Will you back up to chapter 18? Will you go over to chapter 18? In chapter 18, Jeremiah, he preaches to these dear people for 41 years. They never got right with God. I guess you could say he was a failure as a preacher, but the truth is he did what God told him to do. He just obeyed. He left the results up to God. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord, from the Lord saying, what did God tell him to do? Arise and what? Go down to where? Okay, so here's the instruction. Jeremiah, get up. Go down to the potter's house. What's the next verse say? Ready, begin. 
Then I went down to the potter's house. Is that obedience? God says, go down to the potter's house. Then go down to the potter's house. And the next verse he does. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 12. Life is about obeying. We lived historically in a country that we obeyed the laws. But now it seems like vote for me for president or vote for me for Congress or vote. I'll, I'll be the party. There's no rules except Christianity. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. You want to live on the streets, live on the streets. You want to use the public streets as a restroom, go ahead and do it. You want to trade needles for your drugs, go ahead and do it. You want to have drugs, we'll have rehabilitation programs for you. You want to be an alcoholic, then we'll help you. It seems like you want to, you want to have an abortion, want to kill a baby, we'll show you how to do it. We'll help you, we'll pay for it. No rules, no rules. Parents, parents don't have the, parents you cannot tell your kids, you're gonna warp their personality. Ms. Treber and I saw several months ago where there, a, 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 a doctor, a medical doctor, a social, a, 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 what was she? A, a, she was a psychopath is what she was. But she said, you know, parents, you're going to have to start having to listen to your kids. You're going to have to listen to them. She said, never change an infant's diaper unless you first get permission. The guy said, what are you talking about? They don't even talk. She said, you're going to have to feel and know if you have permission to change your diaper. I'm going to tell you something, friends. When the diaper stinks, it's time to change the diaper. I mean, it doesn't take the brains of a rocket scientist to figure that. Just obey! Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. He arose and went down to the potter's house. Chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12. Abraham, now the, the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred, from thy father's house and the land I'll show you. Get out. Go. Go. What's the first three words in verse 4? Ready? Begin. So Abram, what did God say? Get out of there. So what did he do? He left. He just obeyed. Isn't it amazing that a man who established the nation would just obey God? A man of this renown would just obey God. And if you and I will not obey a God, we, if we and I will not obey a man that we can't see or a woman that we can't see, we will not obey a God we cannot see. You show me how you obey authority in life, I'll show you how you're obeying God. People that have conflict at work, they're always having conflict at work. It's always an issue at work. Issue with people. Issue with your neighbors, issue with your relatives, issues in life. It's because you have issue with God. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to chapter number 22 of Genesis. Genesis in chapter 22. And it came to pass after these things that the Lord did tempt or he tried Abram. He said to Abram, and behold, he said, here am I. I want you to notice verse 2. Here's what God's going to tell Abraham after he finally received the son he'd been waiting for. God says this, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee to the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I'll tell thee. Verse 3. Let's read it to the word morning. Ready, begin. And Abraham 
rose up early in the morning. What did he do? He saddled his ass. He took his two young men, his two young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood and the, for the burnt offering and rose up and he went to the place which God had told him. Here's Abraham. God says, I want you to move from where you, where, you, where am I moving, God? Don't worry about that. I'll tell you when you get going. He went 700 miles away just by obeying God. Just by obeying God. Here he finally gets a boy, age hundred. God gives him Isaac, and he says, "Now I want you to take that son." Thank God, God wasn't wanting him to offer him. God was asking him to be obedient, and he was obedient. He was ready to slay that son as God had commanded. And God said, "Stop! There's a ram in the thicket. Here's a man of renown, and he learned to obey." In chapter number thirty-seven. If you'll go there to chapter 37, we have a man by the name of Joseph, a young boy. In chapter 37, his dad says, you're the baby of the family. You've got 10 brothers. Verse 14, go, I pray thee, and see if it be well with the brethren. You know this story, he went, he just went, he obeyed Exodus chapter four, please. Exodus four, just obey, just obey, just obey. Here's a man, Moses. Moses whose picture is painted above the speaker's head, the Supreme Court justice head in the Supreme Court of America in Washington, D.C., Moses. And the Bible says of Moses, verse number 19, the Lord said to Moses, go return unto Egypt. Why would he want to go to Egypt? He fled Egypt. He fled Pharaoh's home. He was being hunted. And God says, why don't you go back to Egypt? What's the Bible say in verse 20? And Moses took his wife and his son and set them upon an ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt. That's what you call obeying. Just find the wishes, the commands, and comply and conform with the wishes, the restrictions, the instructions of another. In this case, it's God. Nehemiah built a wall, and he left his position and built a wall around the city of Jerusalem for two million Jews. Ezra built a temple. Ezra built the temple, just obey, Nehemiah, just obey, Ezra, Joshua, chapter 1, verse 2, Moses, my servant is dead, now arise, go over this Jordan, and in the land which I will give thee, and the Bible says in verse 10, so, so Joshua departed, just obey, just obey, I watch some of your teenagers around here, and I tell you, you parents, you've done an incredible, incredible job. They have obedient hearts. They have obedient spirit about them. Why is it everything has to be a challenge? Why is it in life we have to challenge our boss? Tomorrow, don't go to work to challenge your boss. That boss gave you a job and you undoubtedly have health insurance. And you undoubtedly have some nice benefits. And you undoubtedly have a good work environment. And you perhaps have a good paycheck. 
then why is everything a battle? Why is everything a challenge? If, if they want the walls painted purple, then paint them purple. Just obey. Well, I don't like purple. But you weren't asked. You were asked to paint. I'm not talking about let's do something sinful or something wrong and disobey the law. I'm suggesting that you are a follower and I am a follower and when God places someone over us in a position to lead, we obey. In this church, God has blessed us with people that give all of God's people tithe. You tithe today. And the fiscal year ended on June 30th and we always have several months to finish up all the receipts coming in and all the bills coming in and taking care of it. And now, this week or next, they're going to invade our offices. And they're going to start to ask questions. They may, as a church member, ask you a question about how we handle the money around here. They'll ask me questions. And I'll tell you what, it's a little intimidating. They'll ask hard questions at times. You see anybody on your staff that you think may want to take some of the funds and use some of the funds. They will require that every dime that we have spent has a receipt with it. That's the rule. That's the rule. They will take the new rules of government, state and federal, and make sure that we're obeying the rules just like the government has told us to obey. And it's our job to obey the rules. It's an amazing thing what our counting men have done, the county teams, the deacons, and particular Brother Van Dyke, and by the end of the year, they can tell you in this church how many pennies we deposited, how many nickels, how many dimes, how many quarters, how many 50-cent pieces, how many dollar bills, how many dollar coins, how many $2 bills, how many fives, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, how many checks, how many, uh, how, how money came in, how property came in, how uh, equipment came into this church, every single dime is accounted for. That's the rule. And now for 43 years, no one's ever been able to raise a hand and say, after now, they're going to study the records for months as a team. And they'll come back and give recommendations. No one's been able to ever one time say they mishandled the funds. Why? We obey the rules. You just obey the rules. You obey the rules. You ask anybody if we, would, if we wanted to open up credit, you ask anywhere where we've paid some bills, oh yeah, we'll do that for North Valley. Sure we'll do that for North Valley. They pay their bills on time. They're always current with their bills. I'm talking about just obey. Just obey. Here's my message, I won't be long. One, obey God. Just obey God. It's not that difficult. He gave us a book. He tells us what to do. Just obey it. At least turn to one text. Would you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 11, please? Deuteronomy 11. Did you turn there? I'm also going to read from Psalm 18, verse 4 and 14. And as soon as ye hear me, ye shall obey me. God says, when you hear me from this book, just obey. Just obey. Mother and dad, do you know that your children are not yours? They're an heritage of the Lord. You don't own your kids. They're a gift that God's deposited in your care, and you are a steward to raise those kids up for God. 
You don't raise them up so they'll make good money, good jobs, so they'll take care of you. You raise them up as Samuel's mother did. She'd give them back to God. And if God wants them first, she'll use them on a mission field or in a church or in a small area of this world of ours. Let God use them. But I don't want my kids to leave us. Well, no parent does, neither do I. But as my wife taught me many, many years ago when we had little kids, I'd rather have our kids halfway around the world in the will of God than living right next door to us outside the will of God. Mother and dads, get over it, get over it, get over it. You raise your kids to release them. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. Now it's the two of us. Oh, I tell you what, Tiffany left. Almost 20 years ago, I don't know when she got married, but she left. And those five grandkids left, and Tim left. And those four grandkids, and Tabitha left. And she's been married all these years with her four kids. She's the only one stayed in the church. The rest, the rest have moved away. And I tell you what, friend, that's an adjustment. Miss Treber and I were sitting down at dinner after all the kids were gone. She said one night to me after dinner, she said, this is boring. You imagine I told her how many people would love to be in my presence, just love to sit with me at dinner. She said, name two. I came up with Brother Evan because he likes to eat, but other than that, I... I couldn't come up with anybody. Guess what? I want to tell you something. We got over it. We love to see them. We love it when they leave. Are you watching my sons-in-laws and son right now? Are you watching? Because we've learned that we have a life together. And we have a future together. And we have work to do together. And we have enjoyment together. We have a life together. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate you. Amen on that tonight. Just got it down. You're on the four team. God bless you. But now I say this. You'll be okay. Learn to obey God. Here in the Bible, the book of Deuteronomy, I'm watching that clock. I'm going to be done quickly here now. Chapter 11. Verse 28, verse 26, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if ye what? Obey. Verse 28, a curse if ye will. Uh, the commandment of the Lord your God. Tomorrow morning when you get up and begin to read this Bible, read it and say, Lord, whatever you show me in this book to do, I'm going to do it. Show me what you want me to do. How can you read the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, 31 chapters, and every chapter tells you something specific to do and not get a direction from God? How can we read these, these gospels and these, these books of the Bible, Old and New Testament, without getting a direction from God? You can. And obey, obey, obey God and obey every spiritual impulse from God. The Holy Spirit of God says, don't say that, then don't say it. Secondly, obey your parents. Ephesians 6.1, children, children, your parents in the Lord for this is right. Obey your parents. 
Well, I'm a high school senior. Yeah, but let me give you a Greek word right now. You don't know diddly squat. And I love you, and you're smarter than I am. At your age, you're, you're amazing, you seniors in high school. But the goal this last year as you live in your mother and dad's home is not to make everything a challenge and everything a debate and everything an issue and drama in the home, but obey your mother, obey your dad, obey. Leave a good example for the children coming behind you in the family. Just learn to obey. That's doing the wish of your mother doing the regulations of your mother, doing the duties of your mother and your dad, and doing what they're asking to do. Obey God. Obey your parents. Obey authority. Hebrews 13, 7. God says to obey them that have the rule over you who watch for your souls as they must give an account before God. You have a pastor. You have Sunday school teachers. You have pastors in this church. You have a director of the Sunday school, a director of the bus ministry. Well, I'd do it a different way. Isn't it amazing we didn't ask you to do it? I'm not trying to be cruel. In our particular church ministry right now, I've had 36 men that sat right here have left me, and they're all pastoring churches now. It's a wonderful thing. That's a, that's a sign of success in the ministry. It's a sign of hurt for you and me. But what a blessing to have all those men out pastoring today. Probably about 13,000 people out of this spot right here in Sunday school and church this morning. But I've, I've stacked this thing up right here with a bunch of young boys. And the truth is, many of you have much more experience than they do. But your job is I came here as a young kid. And I thank God as a young kid, there was those men in this church that were older. There's 20 people here, and I had several older people. Those, those men knew more about the Bible than I did but they obeyed. I think of my deacons and I worked with those deacons and I gave them direction as a young, young kid and they obeyed and they bought into it. And so we obey God. We obey our parents. We obey authority. We obey government. Titus chapter 3 verse 1 we obey magistrates. You say well we, you, you tried to lead us to uh, get this thing voted down last week and it was well sure because of Hebrew uh, because of uh, Acts chapter 5 we obey God rather than man and the magistrates wanted them to violate God but I'm gonna uh, they come uh, they got a, these different guys running for governor right now one in Florida I think he says 40% tax is what I want to tax everybody well if I lived in Florida I'd pay the 40% that's the law but I'm going to tell you something. They say, you cannot tithe anymore in your church. I tithe. I know if they sign that bill about, you cannot say anything about sodomy, lesbianism, and all this other stuff, I would have been preaching about this morning. I might have a jail cell tomorrow, but I tell you what, I'm going to obey God. And so tonight we say obey government. Number three, obey your employer. You servants, he's talking about employees, obey your masters. Ephesians chapter number 5, Colossians chapter 3. Obey your boss. Your company should not have to have an HR department for a bunch of whiners, complainers, 
I'm not treated fair. Well, go back to preschool. Number six, obey. Let me stop on that one. Let me just say before I get to six. Obey your employer. So this guy right down here, he's got his pads on. He's down here, and he's on the line. The center is right here, and quarterback right behind him says, Ready! What are those boys called? They're called employees. That's what they're called. Now I know they're paying them $80 million a year to bang themselves up. Give me a paycheck like that. I'll do that. I'd get in the ring with, I used to say, with with, uh, uh, Cassius Clay. Muhammad Ali, good night. I could run around that ring and for 50 million bucks, I could hide for about 10 rounds or so. (laughs) I'm talking about the fact your owner said and your NFL big shot, whatever he's called, I don't know what his commissioner says, you're going to stand for the flag. You ought to stand because you're an employee. Well, I don't like that rule. I, I feel offended. Then go start your own NFL glad I said that tonight. Number six, obey your husbands. And there was silence in heaven. I wish you men would have bailed me out right there and said amen, but your wife did not give you permission. When the Bible says, wives, obey your husbands in all things, it's dealing with the fact that there's going to be some restrictions and some wishes and some restrictions and some instruction. That one's not going over very well. Let's go on. The younger ought to obey the elder. That's what the Word of God says in 1 Peter 5, 5. There are some folks in this room that you're older than the rest of us. Out of respect, we want to obey you. We want to do what we should do to obey you. Number eight, just remember as we close tonight that life is about obedience. Simply comply. Simply follow the restrictions. And child of God, when we learn to just obey, when we learn just to obey, you'll have a joyous life because we're doing right before God. Lot said, I don't want to obey. Look at the result. Absalom said, I don't want to obey. Look at the result. Jonah said, I don't want to obey. Look at the result. Gehazi said, I don't want to obey. Look at the result. Cain says, I don't want to obey. Look at the result. Judas said, I don't want to obey. Look at the result as he went out and hanged himself. I'm saying tonight for me, I must learn to obey. My wife, I think she's joking once in a while. She said, you're at a point in your life where you're the pastor. You don't have to obey anybody. That must be kind of nice, she said. I think she had a chip on her shoulder. I'd have to send her out to HR department for that. But she's exactly right. There's not much left in life for me. I don't have a dad. 
my mother to obey, and I've left them, and they've gone home to be with the Lord. I don't have a pastor in all uh, 25 pastors that I made my pastors. They've all passed away. I don't have a lot of authority in my life. It's very dangerous. And so I look out throughout this auditorium, and to your surprise, I will never tell you anyone, there are scores of you are sitting here. Without your knowledge, I've made you my authority. And if you would tell me something without knowing you're my authority, I would try to obey it. Some of the authority in this room, and I can give you an illustration of one, in some areas, my wife's my authority. There are some areas in my life she's the authority. You say, does she know? Are you kidding me? I'm not telling her she'd use that all the time on me. No, no, no. I may look dumb, but I'm not stupid. There's nothing wrong with having a godly Titus II woman who knows God give you direction. Some of you will quit college this year. You're watching online. You're still on the East Coast or in some other country, and you're coming in this week. And you'll decide to quit college on your own. Very foolish. Very foolish. Because there's someone that you ought to obey and not quit college. It may be God, and certainly should be God. And God may not, God will not bring you to some place to start something, then just quit two days later. Well, I miss my mother. I hope you do. But you don't understand, I'm 18, I'm 19, I'm lying in the bed at night, I'm crying for my mother, I'm crying for my dad. I hope that happens. I hope you have that experience. I recall that Wednesday night in Wisconsin when I went to my bunk that night on a Wednesday night after church. And the church I went to was not like my church. It was a good church and a good pastor. I learned to love him dearly. And I loved his church and I loved his teaching and preaching. And I went there on Wednesday nights. I'll never forget the book of Revelation eventually coming alive to me. But those first several weeks, I didn't like it. I laid in that hot, humid night in September on that bunk. I'd never experienced humidity before. It was terrible. Then you hear mosquitoes flying around because they don't have screens on the windows because they didn't have a fee for the screens. <laughs> I don't know if I can say I cried. I think I probably did, but I wept. I said, I, I miss my pastor. I miss him. I miss church tonight. I miss our church. This was not the same. I, don't, I can't think of going to this church for four years like this. I don't like it. I, I didn't believe I, I thought I was going to have a dorm room. I did. About 60 guys in my dorm room. In one room. It was the pit. They had rules on top of rules. A lot of crazy rules. I didn't like those rules. God was trying to form my life. Just obey. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. 
For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.